Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Isaiah 46, chap, uh, it's on the left-hand side of the Bible. And verses 9 and 10, you're going to like tonight. I'm going to read out of the NIV, the Nearly Inspired Version. And, uh, and you're going to like, the title of my, my speech is, There's More to Your Story. Tell the person next to you, there's more to your story. Ooh, this is going to be good. It says, remember the former things of old. I am God and there's nobody else. I am God and there's none like me. In other words, check out my resume. Go to my LinkedIn. Come on, somebody. Look at my Wikipedia. I am Jehovah Elion, the God above every God. I'm Jehovah Rapha, Hebrew names. I am the healer. I am Jehovah Sikhanu. I am your righteousness. I am Jehovah Jireh. I am your provider. I am Jehovah Nisi. I am your victory. I am Jehovah Rohi. I am your shepherd that is leading you and guiding you. I am El Shaddai. I'm more than enough. Come on, those are Hebrew names of God. He says, I declare the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are still to come, saying my purpose will stand, I will do all that I please. Verse 10, I want to say it again. I declare the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are still to come. Someone say things that are still to come. See, everyone has a story, but not everyone likes the story that they currently have. Some of our stories fill with achievements. Some of our story is filled with struggle. Some of our stories fill with addiction. Some of our story is built with all kinds of anguish and misery. Some of us with success. I found as I've talked to so many different people around the world, not everyone's situated and satisfied with the current story they have, and they're looking for things to change in their story. What I love about God saying here is, I declare the end from the beginning. In other words, God has already seen how you're going to end up if you don't quit. If you don't let the devil steal your faith, he already knows how you're going to end up. Let me say that for a minute. If you don't let the devil steal your crown, he knows how you're going to end up. God won't take your crown, only you can give it away. Take a little detour for a minute. A crown, the Bible says, uh, would always be depicted of what? Royalty. Where does a crown sit? On someone's head. What does it govern? Someone's brain or their mind. If you don't let the enemy steal your sense of royalty and your destiny, then where you end up at the end is going to be better than where you started at the beginning. Because God's still taking you from strength to strength, from glory to glory. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout in here. That means if you're in the middle of a battle, where you are is just a state, it's not fate. There's a timetable and a season to what you're going through. Someone needs to hear that. Because this is not going to stay this way forever. God is working in you, he's working through you, he's working for you. He didn't put you on this planet so you could just go through a place of, I'm just struggling. 
No, he planned an abundant life. Come on. He had planned a life where you get stronger, you get healthier, where you accomplish God's dreams. You're created in Christ Jesus, Ephesians says, for good works. You want to know your destiny, it's good works. What has God, God planned for you in 23? Good works. What, well, what if Joe Biden falls off his bike again? What's going to happen to my purpose? Good works. Come on, somebody. What if there's a racial war again? Good works. What if they throw another virus at us and tell you you're going to get monkeypox? Good works. My purpose, he says, shall stand. Don't let blind people talk you out of your purpose. Don't let them proofread your vision. God's not auditioning their minds for your role. He already made up his mind about you. He planned you and sentenced you to success and put an anointing on you. And God is hoping that through your faith, you'll tap into what he's endorsed for your life. Because if he endorsed it, it doesn't just have a beginning. It always has an ending. Solomon said the end of a thing is better than the beginning. If I take you to movies, right? If I take you to movies and some of the producers or friends here tonight, they produce movies. If I take you to a movie set, what they do is they don't shoot the scene one, chapter one, or chapter five first. They go and they shoot the last season or the last segment of the movie. Why? Because they always want to be careful that they always end up exactly where they want to finish. They don't start at the beginning and try to work their way and we'll see what will happen. Same way God. He doesn't start going, hey, I just hope their life turns out good. He's already been to the end. He didn't leave it to chance. Hey! Are you enjoying this so far? This is good for our soul, huh? Come on. The Bible says to build one another up in our faith that we may stir up for love and good works, right? So this is going to stir it up. Watch how powerful this is. I was with a friend of mine. We were in uh, Beverly Hills one day about 10 years ago. And he's sitting there and he goes, God talked to me this morning. And usually when people tell you that, you're like, ah, okay. We'll see. Come on, anybody ever like that? You're like, you know what I mean? He had a track record, though, of like hearing from God. Because I meet a lot of pseudo weird Christian people. Oh my gosh, God came to me when I was eating Taco Bell. And he said, if you eat the Cholito, you're going to own one one day. How am I going to argue with that? I just go like, Hoo, doo, doo. you know what I mean? I, your mind's playing tricks on you. Do, 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 do. Come on. I think Dr. Dre wrote a song about that. Keep their heads ringing. But he said, God spoke to me. He said, I'm seven years away from where I'm about to really hit and what are the impact I'm going to make. I go, well, what are you going to do for seven years? He goes, oh, I'm just going to prosper where I'm planted. He says, I'm not going to be concerned if I get the opportunities, the invitations. I'm not going to be concerned if everyone recognizes me. I'm going to work my land, stay in faith, and prepare for what's to come. Come on. The Bible says if you work your land, you can have an abundance. But if you chase fantasies, you lack judgment. Sometimes faith people have this misconception, you don't got to work. If you don't got to work, you don't got a life of faith. Faith without works is lifeless, it's dead. The Bible says, show me your faith. I'll show you how I have believed by what I do. 
564 times in the Bible, God talks about work. If you really want to walk in the spirit, you'll actually always want to work because God, your father, is a creator and a worker. I can tell when people are lazy, they don't walk in the spirit. That's why they complain when they're lazy. They have an entitlement mentality. You owe me a socialistic mentality because they don't want to get their hands in it. Let me see you work, 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 work. That was before Rihanna sang it. Come on, somebody. Sorry, that wasn't on the Hillsong hip-hop, you know, Christian version. I go, what are you going to do? He says, I'm going to build. I'm going to work. I'm going to skill. I'm going to develop. I'm going to sharpen myself. I'm going to get around other people. It might not look glamorous, but it doesn't matter what other people are watching. It matters what God's watching, and will I be prepared when my season hits? See, it's a law of a harvest. You plow, you plant, you water, you reap. You plow, you plant, you water, you reap. We want big results with little effort. Where do you see this in church? Come on. You ever watch like American Idol and they used to go up to Simon and they go, but it's my dream to have this. It's my dream to be a singer. And he'd always ask him a great question. Paula Abdul, my friend, she'd always be like, oh, you're so cute and lovely. Come on. And they'd have all the other ones do it. Randy would be like, yo, bro, like it's cool. But Simon would be like, so are you working for it? Are you preparing for it? Are you skilled for it? Are you ready for the opportunity when it meets you? Or are you just thinking you're going to get there because you're cute and you want to convince people that you're ready for something you haven't worked for? God did not tell Noah, believe me a boat. Pray me a boat. Confess me a boat. Give me a boat. He said, go ahead and start building me a boat. Can you imagine how awkward it'd be for a guy in retirement? Come on, he's out there in the middle of a thing. Come on, hammer, nails, hitting his finger. Come on, bleeding. Needed to get healed. Come on, somebody. He's in retirement, and then he's got to go get all the squirrels. Come on, because he has to reproduce. Come on, Noah's out there chasing squirrels. That's the way some of you are chasing contracts. Come on, somebody. Come on, you're getting the elephants. Come on, little elephant. Come over here. Come on. Can you imagine, like, come on, little jackrabbits, koala bear can't be sleeping right now. Come on, we got to get in the boat. The Bible says you're a co-laborer. God works with you, and he confirms his word as you work that word with signs and wonders. Don't expect the super if you don't do the natural. Don't expect the abundant provision to come in if I'm not balancing my checkbook. Don't expect to cast out the devil out of someone if you don't have dominion over an Oreo cookie at 11.30 at night. Now I'm talking. Come on, somebody. Every one of us knows the temptation at 11.45 p.m. Oh, those freaking double stuff. And don't think for a minute, come on, in your mind, the devil's like, come on, take one, come on. And your tummy's like, oh, yes, come on. And the Lord's like, don't do it. Say, hell no, heaven, yes. The battle's on at 1146. Smile, it's good for your soul. Kids smile four times. I actually, actually, 276 times a day, children smile. Adults, four to five. True story. Wait for God how to be playful. A merry heart does good like medicine. A cheerful mind, the scripture says it works healing. 
Imagine how much stress you could just break off your life and just cast the devil out of your life just by smiling. Brother, let's talk about the deep things of God. Really? 64 times in the scripture, God references the way people hold their face. Why? Because no one want to be around you know how gifted you are. If you walk around and you're a flipping sourpuss and you got a negative state of mind and you walk around always bothered, let me tell you something. You can't be negative and walk with God. He's too positive. How many know that's true? Because God calls those things that be not as though they are. He is hope. How can you be around hope and be all negative and grumpy and religious and moody? And judgmental and critical. You're hanging around with the wrong God. You're hanging out with the low G, not the high G. He's the accuser, the little one. He's the releaser. Come on, the higher one. Make sure you're rolling with the right. Watch, 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 watch. Ooh, you're already playing like Nordstrom music behind me. Is it Christmas time? You're cool just for a minute. You're all right. You don't need to play just for a minute. I'm going to try to be funny for a little bit. Watch. God says, watch. I know the end from the beginning. From ancient times, things still to come. Can you handle about 10 more minutes of speaking? Are you okay with that? Your spirit? Okay. Okay. It's not like you're going to sit up and go, most people aren't going to go, dude, please get off the stage. But I can see you're in this. This is good. Okay, Watch. So what do, what, do, what do I do? What do I, what do I do between the promise and the prosperity? What do I do between the promise and the prosperity? I need momentum in the middle. Because if you haven't seen, miracles are messy. In fact, a miracle is not a miracle to God. A miracle to God is a process that you decided to work, that he initiated, that when you worked it, he sped up the process. Man, that's flipping good. When I use my faith, I might be able to access his laws at work, and it speeds up things supernaturally for me. What do I do between the promise and the prosperity? What, what do I do between that? Come on. The Bible says I need to become stabilized in principles. Yeah, come on. Come on. Why? Because if I don't become stabilized in principles, I won't become the kind of person that can handle the prosperity. How's it going to be when you meet the person of your dreams, but you're still, come on, attached to your ex, and you're going to bring them to your next? Maybe the delay is not on God's part. So you won't stop flirting with that person on the gram. Come on. And that was an ending, and you wanted to, gosh, keep living a rerun, having that conversation. God's trying to bring something in you and ditch some stuff off you so you can walk in and you can love in this relationship, not just go to get something where somebody takes care of you. Because nobody wants to be in a relationship where someone is just looking to get handouts. Great psychology. What's it like to be in a relationship with you? What do people get when they get you? What kind of experience do you give on an ongoing basis? Is it one people want to have again? Do you get in it to love or to lust? Love gives, lust takes. How many know it's true? I need someone to take care of me. I need someone to do this for me. What about what? I want to be so fit emotionally and relationally. When I get into a relationship, it doesn't matter. It's I choose you, not I like you. 
Can I just go here for a minute relationally? Watch how powerful this is. Why is that powerful? Because Jesus' relationship has nothing to do with you. Even though it's with you. He said, I chose you. His end of the relationship does not matter if you choose him back or not. He's already made up his mind. He said, I don't like you if you do all these different things. I chose you, and therefore that is my commitment to love you. Whether you're down, you're bad, you're ugly, I've already made up my mind about you. Maybe somebody's going to get fit internally so that when you go into this next relationship, you're walking in there to love aggressively because you realize love begins with you, not with something else. You won't base it on a situation. You'll base it on revelation. Anybody with me on this kind of a thing? Come on. This is powerful. That's why I love to be able to say, I choose you. Love says I choose you. i got to remove the red tape so people can take shape. That's, pretty, that's a good little rap right there, huh? Oppression, expression, the choice is yours. The choice to unlock or close the door. Come on, recovery, discovery is where I want to go. I want to tap into his mind, then I'll find my flow. Show, what will I know? Will I love under the favor of God's rainbow? Full of color, full of light, will affect you till you rise in might. Why are you saying that to the guy on the stairs? Because the Lord's about to lift you up and put you in the air. There's a favor coming on you that you've not seen before. Watch as I close a door and open up two double doors for you. Two doors of opportunity. One in November and the next one in January. January 13th. The Spirit of the Lord is opening a door for you. And economically, it will reward you. And substantially, relationally, and emotionally, God's bringing you into a brand new spot. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. You all with me? Smile. Come on, this is good stuff. I did this at a Tony Robbins event not too long ago. Freaked them out. It was awesome. Until people started getting healed. Their braces started coming off. Self-help can't do that. Self-help's no help when it comes in the realm of God. Why? Because obsession with yourself is a dead end. Attention to God leads you out into an open life where he frees you to be the person you're always meant to be. Aren't you nervous? Don't you feel like you got to play the middle of the road? No, I found out once you own your calling of who you're called to be, and you're willing to have some standards, God will open doors for you because he can trust your voice because then you don't owe anybody. You're not, a, you're not a prostitute with your gifting or your knowledge or your ability. You're not owned by other people. You're in it to use the gifting and the knowledge and the abilities God gave you to serve other people, and you can really love people rather than the eyes all on myself. The focus is how can I serve somebody with the knowledge I got? The problem with most people is they're for sale and you're cheap. How much can you be bought for? How much can you be bought for? Because the devil always has a price tag and something he'll bring your way that he can buy your faith for because he knows he's worth it to him. Anything to get back at Jesus who shed his blood to redeem you so you could be a happy and a holy house rather than a haunted house. Anything he could do to get back at the Savior, he'll give you some type of thing where you're willing to sell out and sell short because what you don't value, you always violate. If you misdiagnose yourself, you mistreat yourself. So if he can devalue in your mind that you're not worth waiting for, not worth working for, not worth developing, for, not worth praying for, not worth conquering things for. There's a reason Jesus had to go fight and was anointed first to face the devil before he healed somebody. 
Because what he did not defeat in the dark, he could not conquer in the light. Some of you have been in a dark place. Some of you have been fighting some really bad stuff in the dark. And the enemy, I feel like to say this prophetically, the, the enemy wants you to think something's wrong with you because you're facing intense mental battles. Something's wrong with you. You, you have disorder in your mind. You're bipolar. No, you're not. There's an intensity over your mind because the battleground, the risk of the real estate of your thinking. If he can defeat that and take that crown off your sense of royalty off your brain, he can unravel your destiny. He tries to get you to buy a lie. That's why he lets you feel. And now culture endorses you are your feelings. You are your feelings. No, no, I want to tell you something straight by the Spirit of God. You're never what you feel. You're always what you decide. You're never what you feel. Someone say, I'm always what I decide. I'm always what I decide. That means I could be angry, happy, horny, and bitter all in about three minutes. Isn't that the truth? You just liked it because I said horny in church. Come on, you wild people. It's Wednesday night. It's miércoles. Come on. Orale, Rexican the Mexican is up in this mix. Let's go. Hey. Watch. Thank God you got self-control. That I don't got to live out what I feel. We walk by faith, not by senses, not by feelings. The word feeling is the word from the word emotion, ex moverd. It means to move one away from the driver's seat into the passenger seat in Latin. Isn't that what emotions try to do? They put you in a place. Well, you just got to go by your feeling. They take you out of the picture. Say you are what you feel. What a lie. No, you are what God says you are. Not what your feelings say you are. You're, you're not what depression says you are. You're not what arthritis says you are. Arthritis does not define you. Depression doesn't define you. Addiction does not define you. Helplessness does not define you. No, God designed you. He designed you. He defined you. And he says you're made in my image. You're not made in the image of, a, of another thing. You're not made in the image of something destructive. That's why you don't feel good when you're in bondage. That's why you don't feel good when you're sick. And if you believe God puts sickness on people, don't ever see another doctor again if you want God's will. Because by your choice, you will be saying, God, you put this on me, and now I'm going to violate your will by going to seeking an Advil, a Tylenol, or medication. If you believe God wants you poor, don't ask anybody for money or food ever again. Don't ask nobody for a job. Don't do anything and be lazy because then you'd violate God's will. Why are you saying that? Because there's teaching in this valley that says God wants you poor and God wants you sick and God wants you miserable. Tell me who's going to serve that God. It didn't say Jesus went about anointed to make people poor. It didn't say in Acts 10, 30, how God anointed Jesus to make people sick. It didn't say how God anointed Jesus to make people religiously miserable. It says how God anointed Jesus to go about doing good and healing those that were oppressed by the devil, not God. Every person Jesus healed was oppressed by the devil, not oppressed by God. It's in the Bible. Come on, this is good. There's no way I'm getting to my message, but whatever. This is good. 
Man, we need to throw on some beats or something in a minute. It's... Come on. Oh my goodness, I love this. It's the best way to celebrate my early birthday. I know, come on, I'm going to turn 25 tomorrow. Isn't it amazing? Got some good work. Joking. Watch out, powerful. Okay, watch. Between the promise and the prosperity, I need to become stabilized in principles. Psalm chapter 1, 1 through 3. This needs to become memorized by all of us. I think it would help all of our lives. It says, blessed is the man or woman. The word blessed means anointed with core satisfaction. How many would want some satisfaction in your core? Not just when everything's smooth, because how many know things aren't always smooth? But if you had anointing to have satisfaction and peace, even in the midst of drama, funky family members, awkward bosses, come on, somebody, awkward but bad at working environments, come on, traffic on the 63 when you want to give people that other finger. (laughs) Blessed, anointed is the person that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners. It doesn't mean you don't love hurting people. It doesn't mean I just don't do what they do. You can't change the community or culture by being like it. I know a lot of people that sacrifice, saying, well, I want to reach these people. They became more like their culture, and they lost the power that God once put on their life. I want to do things strategic. I've gone to a lot of dark places, some places I can't talk about. But I've gone to some crazy places. One of them is the White House. That's a dark place. I went there to help people. Come on, I want to go there to hang out. I went there, watch. I've been there with Motley Crue. That's not, a, that's not the most easy place to go help. I was there and prayed for Pam Anderson. She got healed of hepatitis B. Watch, power of God. Boom. Watch how powerful. Hepatitis C. Watch how powerful. But I don't go hang out there. Blessed man who walks on the council of the ungodly, understands the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of people that are mockers. Be careful that you don't hang around with people that are always constantly calling people out. The prophetic anointing, the prophetic ability of God in you is not focused on calling people out. It should be calling people up. The voice of God is not putting people down and exposing how bad. We need a little bit of detox off the IG. We need a little bit of detox off the Facebook and stop letting them put in our minds that everybody's bad because your perspective is your passport or your prison. And if you believe that everyone's trash and everything's wrong, how in the world are you going to find what God's thinking about them, saying about them? How are you going to see that on your kids when all you watch is negative news over kids? Psalm 112.2 says, your children shall be mighty in the land. It did say they're going to be many in the land. They're going to be average in the land. God didn't say, hey, they might be good in the land. They might be gifted. He said, your children shall be. Do you know there's 7,000 certainlies? The God that endorsed who sent Jesus, he backs that up. He endorses that. He swings everything he is behind that promise. If you believe John 3, 16, you got to believe Psalm 112 too. That your children shall be mighty in the land. Imagine if I looked at my child or your grandchildren or your your ninas and your ninos. Come on, that's uncle and aunt in Spanish. Come on, y'all. You're like, are you Mexicans? Parse sometimes. Imagine if you started treating them that they're going to be mighty in the land. They'll rise to the level of your confession. 
Faith becomes effectual when you acknowledge every good thing that's inside of somebody in Christ Jesus. Maybe that's why the devil's tried to gag your mouth. Why? Because your voice can open up someone's spirit. Your voice can change your spouse. Oh, I just got so predictable and usual. Come on, stop being boring in your relationships. If you treat someone at the end like you did at the beginning, you don't have to have an ending. That was actually really good. Why? Because at the beginning of the relationship, oh, baby, I love you. Oh, baby, you're the best. Oh, baby, you're so sexy and wonderful and powerful. Oh, mama, come on, girl. You got game. Bam. Come on, somebody. Everyone's got their little vernacular. Don't act like you don't. Look, at some of you right now are using all 82 muscles in your face right now. Come on, like five years in, come on, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I love you, uh-huh, yeah. You're like, what happened? What if you use your voice to ignite again? A woman will go in shutdown mode, man, if she does not feel seen or visible. Women, you're supposed to help me out right there. You all sucked, and you had a moment, and you blew it. That was where the men were supposed to hate and the women were supposed to go, yeah! I've never met a woman that wants to be invisible. Let me help the men out for a minute. No man wants a woman that's closed emotionally and sexually. That's what I'm talking about. I got a couple of, uh, why? Why do you you say this? Because you have the ability with your words Your innermost being rejoices when your lips speak right things. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth. The Bible says, through your words, you can stab yourself, Proverbs 12, 18. Or by your words, you can promote healing and strength. Shakespeare said, my voice is my sword. Power. I took even to Hebrews 1, 3. It says, God upholds and builds all things by the word of his power. It doesn't say the power of his word. It says the word of his power. Why? Because if it's the power of his word, it's only powerful when God speaks it. But if it's his word of his power, if you and I get that word in my mouth and in your mouth, and we begin to speak it, the same power that was released when God spoke it, it's inside of that word that when I begin to speak over my house, me and my house shall be saved. Me and my house shall be delivered. My kids are coming off drugs. Infirmity, you're getting off my body. By Jesus' stripes, I'm healed. I have a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. God is for me who can be against me. When I went and spoke at the Pentagon, they don't just do an eye print and a fingerprint to know your identity. You have to have a voice print. That when you speak, they can recognize your individual voice out of 7.6 billion people on the planet. And that gives you access into areas that you can't get into with a fingerprint or an eye print. Oh, this is flipping dope. I got something good. Watch how powerful. The word, even if I was to say, even the word voice, if you look in the scripture, is the same word numerically written in the Bible from the New Testament, Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you ever heard of Jacob's ladder? 
Have everybody ever heard of that? Maybe you heard of songs. You go read it. In Gen- I think it's Genesis 32. It says, angels of God went up and down on a ladder. The word ladder translated in the New Testament is the word voice. That means when you speak God's word, angelic activity begins to work on your behalf and begin to work in your situation and work in your money, work in your mood, work in your marriage, work comes. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. This is good, y'all. Watch how powerful. Watch, sit down just a second. Come on, you can handle three more minutes. Thank you, watch. Watch, Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. The angel said, we came, Daniel. You're in a bad political environment. They're bowing to images. They're trying to mess up kids. They're trying to hate, get them to hate the work of the cross. And don't think for a minute that these networks are not trying to do that to your children. How do you know? I just spoke for them. Instagram, Facebook, I just spoke to the top executives of the whole entire company. How did you get in? I got on a FaceTime with the top executive of Mark Zuckerberg. And I sat there and I, the Lord had given me something to say to him. I said it and he goes, how do you know that? And I go, well, I'm gonna freak you out a little bit. It's a different conversation. I said, I'm in a relationship with God and he shares things with me. He said verbatim, you just told me our next initiative we're bringing out and only Mark and about five people in the whole entire world know what we're about to bring out. How in the world did you know that? I go, for reals, I'm a God man flunked out of Bible school, flunked out of college, I cussed too much. (laughs) Left a professional baseball career, but I developed a relationship with God, and the depth of your relationship with God determines the length of how far He can use you. You take care of depth, He'll take care of breath. Too many people want a platform rather than His presence. Be careful, people, come on. I don't want a platform, I want His presence. The platform comes because of His presence because I'm not a man-made guy, I'm a God-made man. He knew what he was taking on when he chose you and me. Shaky people, sturdy God. Watch, principles, speaking, loving, giving. And don't tell me your love can't conquer a disease, can't conquer addiction. Come on, your love can change anything. My grandfather taught me one time out of the middle of a balcony. He said, get this in your spirit, Rex. My grandpa spoke all over the world, probably 100 plus countries in the world. He used to work with Mother Teresa. He showed me a little portion. He said, David said this about God. He says, your gentleness made me great. He says, get that in your spirit, that God's gentleness towards you can make your life great. And your gentleness towards other people can make their life great. Be gentle. I don't need to be hard. I don't gotta be God to somebody, come on. I can love you, don't tell me your love can't conquer anything. Love's bigger than an addiction. Love's bigger than sickness. Love's bigger than darkness, it's bigger than demons. Watch how powerful. I know I probably shouldn't tell a story, but I'm gonna end with this story, I don't know why. Lord help me. I was, in a, I was a speaking in Georgia. My wife was with me and I was praying for all these people one after the other. And I turned around and I felt just to say, and I turned around and slapped this person on the shoulder right here on the top of part of their chest. And I go, you're a powerful guy. And I turned around and looked and it was a beautiful African-American woman. That's not really good, by the way, for a healing ministry. And in my mind, I'm going, oh, shoot, you just hurt yourself. That was hasty and stupid. What did you do? And they go, why did you say that? And I felt a boldness hit me. 
I go, because you're a powerful man. Start taking steps back. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Everything, hair, everything was gorgeous. Why do you say that? Because you're a powerful man, says the Lord. Don't say that. You're a powerful man. How do you know? Because God wants to come back and heal the child in you so he can gift the man in you. In a moment, in a moment, it broke. The scripture came alive. When I was a child, I thought like a child. I understood like a child. I talked like a kid. But when I became mature, I put, put away childish things. In a moment, he goes, I was raped at this age. I was mishandled at this age. Nobody knows us. I thought I could hide my pain in another identity. Don't conceal what God wants to heal. I'm done speaking tonight. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. I'm going to pray for people real quick. Come on, give the Lord a clap and a shout tonight. Okay, real quick. Can you sit down just for a minute? Are you guys okay? Everybody still all right? Say, I, I, I'm all right. It's like, do the altar call, do the altar call. No, it's Wednesday night, I'm not. Come on, watch. Who's had really bad numbness? You get numbness in your legs, you get numbness in your legs, or like neuropathy, or you feel like tingly a lot, like everybody, ma'am, you do? Can I pray for you? You're up in the cheap seats. Can I pray for you? Would you mind coming down like the price is right? Is that okay? Can, ben, can you help me? Ben, do you mind helping me? Help this wonderful lady down. Why do you pray for people? Because I care. You don't see me on Christian TV. I'm not asking for money. I don't believe in any of that craziness. What I do believe in is loving people enough to put yourself on the line for other people. Jesus is the only healer. Every other remedy is a false remedy. The Quran says he's a healer. Joseph Smith says he's a healer. The Bible says he's a healer. And I proved it out of my experience. Why do you pray for people? Because I got, I got tired of watching my own family suffer. We knew the blue cross, the red cross. We didn't know the healing power of the cross. When you go to another country, they ask if your God can perform. If he can't perform, they will not believe in him. Jesus said without miracles, they will by no means believe, John 4, 48. Jesus gave you permission not to believe in him as, a, as your savior. John 10, 37, if I don't do the works and the miracles of my father, don't believe the words I tell you. America is traded. We're going to preach really good messages and we're going to wear super skinny tight jeans, have a lot of smoke, and we forgot the fire. I don't know about you. I need God's presence. I need his power. Some healings are instant. Some are gradual. But I need God's power. I don't want to be tickled. I don't need a cute little message of how to survive to the next. Here's my 18 points to joy. I don't need 18 points to joy. I need the power of God to break depression off. I need the anointing to break infirmity off. I need God's spirit to make what's crooked and make it straight. Might anybody believe in that kind of stuff? And most of Jesus' miracles were not Jesus-initiated. Jesus said, your faith made you healed. Well, it was God's power, but your faith restored you to health. Your faith gave you your sight back. Your faith. I've seen many people that are blind, many people that are deaf, get their hearing and their sight. It's happened in the church. 
many crippled people. A blind lady came during COVID and they brought her in with a back brace on and they brought her on accident to the wrong church. I was at the central campus and they walked her in like this. And she was in the back and I go, you don't make a good blind person. She goes, I don't like, I don't think I want to die like this. I go, well, let's not die. Let's make plans to live rather than die. Both are going to cost you energy. You might as well make energy to make great plans to live. Like my friend Sue, they said she would not live when I met her. Jesus healed and restored her life. I went in there and her medical report shows she died and yet she was still living. True story. I've been in there in the cancer research with my friend. Miracles still are a little messy. Why do you say on that? Because I'm proud of the Jesus I serve. Delta Airlines lady comes up. Who are you? You got like a mysticism around you. I go, I know. Oh my gosh, you feel my energy? I'm at one with my aura? She's like, can I just come sit next to you? And I thought she was hitting on me for a minute. And then I... And then she's like, no, 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 not like that. I, can I just be in your aura? I'm like, oh my gosh, you can. She goes, why do I, when I'm around you, I feel like I want to be godly? Because he lives in me. He lives in me. I said, can I tell you about your future? She starts weeping and crying. She goes, we got a lot of hurting people in the back and a couple gay ones. Can you come pray for them? And they're super new age. I go, oh, I love them all. I'll hug them and kiss them and I'll pray for them and cast the devil out of them. We went in the bathroom, right by the bathroom in the back of Delta Airlines. I walk back to my seat and they were all sitting there. The Asian guy, he was like, ah! And I walked away, go, come on, total Jesus style. I went back and listened to little John Mayer and enjoyed the rest of my flight. Okay, let's get you healed. Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, you're going to feel flow through her body right now. Remove all that tingling and that numbness and that pain. I thank you, God, that you love her. Take a deep breath. Breathe that in. Flow through her. Jesus, I thank you for bringing health to her body. And I thank you that you care. What do you feel? You feel like tingly? Yeah, yeah no trippy? When was the last time you didn't feel that pain going down your leg? 14 years ago. Watch out. Have we ever talked about this? We, you and I haven't talked about this. We didn't, we didn't plan this out because there's two skeptics here tonight and they're going, oh, they probably talked on Facebook. Come on, people. I got like 38 jobs. Okay, watch. You're going to walk with me. Things are going to completely shift for real. For real, God's healing you just because he loves you. You didn't have to do anything perfect. Jesus did the perfect sacrifice. Faith is easy when the focus is Jesus. Faith is hard when the focus is you. You feel me? When the focus is on Jesus' goodness and his love, faith is easy. When the focus is I got to make it all happen, it's incomplete because the eyes are on you. Tupac got it wrong. All eyes ain't on me. Let's shift our focus to fix our eyes on Jesus, the beginning and the finisher. Come on, you're going to finish strong. Walk, walk with me. Watch how good you feel. Watch how good. Watch. You ready to run? Come on, let's go. What does that feel like? 
What's, what happened? That's amazing. Yeah. Tell her what just happened. Hold, hold the mic. Oh, this is really good. I like you. you what's your first name? Camille. Camille, come on. I love this. Give Camille a big old clap. This is cool. What just happened? God, the Holy Spirit went through my body. I have not been able to run or walk without limping for 14 years. Come on, you Wednesday night people. Give the Lord a clap. Give the Lord a shout. Give Jesus credit. Come on, by his stripes on his back. This doesn't happen because of us. It happens because of him. Oh, I love him. He's addicting. You can't get around him and stuff not happen. Some of you are not going to just play small with him anymore. You're going to get close. Whew. Watch how good in your left shoulder. Watch as you're going to feel a warmth go down the back side of your shoulder. One, two, three. In that nerve, in that area, you're going to sleep better. And watch what happens to your family, too. There's a provision going to come from your family supernaturally. A supernatural, it's going to be like an, like a, like an opportunity or like a check or something like that. It's going to be an opportunity, but it's an opportunity for your family. Something's either going to be, something's going to happen. Or, I want to say the, towards the end of January, the beginning of February, something's going to happen there. And God's going to really set you up. Miracles are in your house. Move your neck. Watch how good that feels. You're a good woman. You got a good family too. I love your faith. Think about how much you please in God tonight. You're like one of the, you're like the leper that came back and gave thanks. So the other nine got healed. One person got wholeness and got more than the other nine. All because he gave thanks. What an awesome Jesus. Come on, aren't you glad you came on Wednesday night? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that dope? The kids say that's dope. Come on, isn't that cool? All those kids say that that's dope. Someone's like, someone's uh, your hip area, your hip area on your left-hand side. You, Ma'am, right there? Would you just raise your hand real high? Your right side, like I said, your right side. Can I put my hand up on your hip? When I dip, you dip, we dip. Come on, come on, come over here. I'm just joking. Come on, give the Lord a clap and shout. It's awesome for her. Also, somebody's muffled ear. Somebody's muffled ear. A couple muffled ears. Okay, hold on. No, no, don't bring them all down. Don't charge me. You'd be like the person that came down and tried to hit me the other day. And then I had Osama bin Laden's guy that killed Osama bin Laden and zipped him in a bag. He protected me there and I was good. I didn't have no concerns. SEAL Team 6, baby. Okay, where's the pain? Show me where the pain's at. The here? How long you had it? Like four years. Do you like it? No, I hate it. Okay. You know, I've asked that because some people love holding onto their pain. They don't want to get healed. I want to dance again. You want to dance again? Hey, let me ask you for a minute. Jesus said he was willing to the leper and he doesn't play respecter of persons. How many believe Jesus out of his love? Wouldn't love do the best for anybody? Would you, if you had the power to change and heal your children, would you heal your children? 
And how many know our love is so incomplete compared to how good he is? So this is going to be really good. We're going to stretch our hands because your prayers make a difference. What if Rex's prayer is not good enough? And what if your prayer makes the difference? What's your first name? Okay. Okay. I want you to lift your hands and close your eyes. I don't want you to pray at all because all these really nice people are going to jump in your corner. And you're not going to fear evil. You're not going to fear hurt, pain. The Bible says we don't fear evil. We fear the reverence. We reverence God. We don't reverence bad stuff going to happen. Watch how cool this is. Do you mind if I put my hand right there on the top of your hip? Okay. There you go. One, two, three. Go through that area. There it is. For real. Watch how cool this is. How do you know it's going to work? My sheep hear my voice. Spent a lot of time with him when other people told me, go back to professional baseball. Rex, what are you doing? You're selling out. Why would you give up professional baseball to go pray for hurting people? When Magic Johnson's agent said, hey, Prince is going to come listen to you speak tonight. Just don't pray for hurting people. Just don't do this and we'll give you this, 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 this with Ryan Seacrest. I said, you got the wrong guy. I already made up my mind. I'm a Jesus guy. You can't, I'm not selling out. Watch how cool it is. Move your hip. Look for healing. Walk with me for a minute. For real? Come on, run, girl. Let's go. Run. Since my second knee surgery, um, when I was 23 and I had to return home to abuse, I couldn't recover. I had to keep running away from physical violence, so I didn't get to recover and dance again. So now you just thank you. It's not. It's not locked. It's not locked anymore. I don't. Move, move it all around. You're gonna have to change the music if we're going to that kind of dancing. Just say, give me some Bruno Mars. I'm not kidding you. I didn't do anything. I just prayed for you. I know, I know the one that I serve. I know the one that I serve. For real, do what you cannot do. Do what you cannot do. Do what you cannot do. For real. Why don't we give the Lord a clap and a shout? That's really, really cool. God, thank you. Come on, give the Lord thanks. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And watch how cool this is. This is going to be bigger than your physical healing. You're, you're going to get unlocked on the inside. If you have the health physically, but don't have the health emotionally and mentally because of trauma, and good people can go through trauma. And this is not new age. You did not manifest this to make this stuff happen to you. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You did not act a certain way to make the devil do this through people. Jesus, I thank you for taking the injuries and memories. And I ask you by creative miracle healing in her conscience and her subconscious. 
If you struggle in your mind, if you're struggling tonight in your mind, then I've been there before as a minister. Just put your hand on your head. I'm going to ask you to say a prayer. God's going to do something for you. Don't ever be ashamed of asking God to help you. Elijah battled. Come on. Come on. Peter battled. Paul battled. (laughs) Joseph battled. Esther battled. Naomi battled after loss. Say, Holy Spirit, do a creative miracle healing in my conscience and my subconscious. Bring healing and wholeness to me. I renounce the devil and every evil spirit. And I announce that I have the mind of Christ. The peace of God is filling my mind right now. Watch this. One, two, three. Lord, I pray lift depression off people, good people in here tonight. As you rescued me one night when I was thinking about checking out and ending my life. The same grace that pulled me out, I pray you'd pull people out tonight, Father. You make the way of escape, the Bible says. And I pray you would turn the morning into joyful, dancing and rejoicing again. I pray their heart would be happy again. You'd fill their mind with gladness and the joy of their salvation in you would make them feel so wealthy. Lord, I also ask you to go into people's blood tonight and bring healing into people's blood. Diabetes, I pray, would be healed tonight. Insulin levels would be healed tonight. I pray that you'd bring healing through people's blood tonight. You'd remove infirmity and viruses. Lord, I speak to the blood like Ezekiel did, and I command the blood to be clean. Command it to be cleansed through the precious blood of Jesus, through the presence of God. Pray you'd heal people's kidneys and you would dissolve gallstones in people's stomach tonight. Hernia, I pray a hernia would be healed. It's small, but it's irritating. Almost like an ulcer on the left-hand side of someone's stomach. Be healed, I pray tonight in Jesus' name. Digestive issues would be healed tonight. And Lord, muffling in people's ears, I pray, would be removed. And I feel, I can feel you, Holy Spirit. Somebody say, God, come close. He's here. Like, ask him for what you want for a minute. Take your eyes off the minister just for a minute. I know you stayed longer than a normal one tonight. Just ask God for whatever you want. You're in a, there's an open heaven here for a minute. Just ask him for whatever you want. I don't know what you want. Ask him for what you want. He says, you don't have because you don't ask. Ask and you will see that your joy can become full. What do you want? What do you want? If he was in front of you tonight, he said, what do you want? Would you ask small or would you ask big? Would you ask large? Lord, I want you to saturate my home, my heart, my life with your presence. I ask you to fill me with your power. Give me wisdom, creative solutions. Fill my heart with love towards other people. Teach me how to honor you and enjoy you. What would you pray tonight? God, use me to take back my territory, my city. Use me to free people that are addicts. Use me to free people from cancer. Use me to free people from blindness and deafness and paralysis. Use me to help families that are struggling to communicate and connect and to bring back 
love in homes, I pray. Use me to connect with people and make people laugh again and have joy again and through comedy and through commercial ideas. Give me creative ideas, I pray, to do shows or to do create businesses and create creative solutions in the, in the marketplace. What would you ask him for? In the name of Jesus tonight, Father, I pray satisfy your people with good things. And I also thank you tonight. I break the spirit of death and suicide off people's hearts and minds. I break the lie that there's no way out. I thank you, Jesus, that you're light in the dark place. And I thank you for bringing healing mentally. I command every unclean spirit to loose people and let people go. Spirits of affliction and infirmity, fibromyalgia, I pray would be healed right now. People's joints and the osteoporosis around someone's knuckles and knees, I pray would be healed. That left knee would be healed. And also someone with a teeth problem on the left-hand side of your mouth, someone with a tooth problem, I pray the decay, and I pray the area where there's an opening, I pray that, Lord, you would close that area, a creative healing miracle. As you put the soldier that Peter chopped off his ear, you put it back on, do a creative miracle, and close someone's tooth where it's causing pain so they don't have to go spend thousands of dollars at a dentist. I ask you to bring healing there, Master. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. How many feel God's presence just on you, touching you? How many feel better? Start moving your body. Look for healing. If, you're, if you've been hurting, move your body around. Look for healing, though. Go after it for a minute. Just look for a minute. It'd take me a while if I start calling everybody out. Somebody felt like a warmth go through your stomach area that you've been having this gastrointestinal, like gas, like it's like, like an ulcer type thing in there. Who was that? Like you felt like a warmth go through your stomach. Did you feel that go through your stomach really wild? Is, what, is the pain removed? For reals, was it there earlier on tonight? Who healed you? Jesus healed. Why don't we give Jesus a clap? I don't get tired of calling out the one that heals. Jesus is the healer. Mia, come here. I want to pray for you before I get out of here tonight. Will you stretch towards your hands towards my friend Mia? I'm so proud of you, by the way. I love you. Just lift your hands. Jesus, I thank you for my friend. I thank you for the call on her life. I thank you for skilling her and making her 10 times better than the people around her. Lord, and what she does, and I thank you for opening doors no man can shut. I thank you that she will, Lord, you're guiding her steps and that they're secure. I thank you for bringing the right people into her path. And I hear the Lord saying, I'm proud of you, daughter. I've watched the way that you've not compromised, but you've held fast to what I put inside you. And know I'm about to accelerate your path before you. It will light up just like a video game. For I will begin to connect the dots with other people in your space and sphere, other doctors and surgeons. And people will want to hire you. And I will say, yes, go through that door. And no, hold off on that door for I've gone ahead of you and I will raise you above your peers and they will say but she's too young she's not as an experience but my favor will silence their critique in their mind for no I've raised you up in this time and yes I'll be a father to you yes I'll be a father to you I'll carry you and yes I will bring the right thing at the right time that will complement you not compete with the brilliance that I put inside you for my favor is upon you to do you good and yes even as your mom's faith has been poured into your own heart 
Watch as I begin to transform things before your very eyes. Things that have been mundane are about to become miraculous. And things that have been stagnant are about to be divinely stirred. For I'm sending you back even to the Northwest, even in this fall month, says the Lord. But I've gone ahead of you, and there will be a cheering section that you'll feel. Heaven will be roaring behind you. For I'm about to unfold the next phase of your life. Continue in the thing that you put in, that you put invested in. For know that my hand is upon you to do you good. And yes, I will bring creative miracle healings through your hands, says the Lord. I will bring creative miracle healings through your hands, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sue, come here real quick. Let me pray for you, my love. We stretch your hands toward these wonderful people. You walking miracle. She used to crawl on her knees, carrying her daughter on her back to get to the door, spitting up because they said she wouldn't make it to the next week. That's how I met her. Their daughter on her back fighting after the love of her life decided to abandon her. Single woman raising with stage four cancer and they gave a death certificate. That's why they left. Fighting not just for her future, but for somebody else. Your faith becomes more fierce when you fight for somebody else, not just yourself. Thank you for having the grace for 34 minutes tonight, by the way. Lord, I thank you for your healing presence. I thank you for the miracle you've done. I thank you for what you're doing and that you're going to bring her fulfillment. You bring people out of tough places into rich fulfillment, the psalm says. And I thank you for rich fulfillment over my friend Sue, over Mia. I thank you, Father, for fulfilling the desires of their heart. And I thank you for unexpected financial provision coming in. I thank you for supernatural provision, and I thank you for healing over the mourning, Lord, of the loss. I thank you for providing where we grieve and being a God of all comfort. And I thank you that we'll see him again. I thank you that we'll see him again. And though we've been hurt, our faith will still win. In Jesus' name. Stretch your hands towards them and just say, Jesus, let your presence cover them and fill their life. Monica, is this your mother? Let me just pray for her for a minute. You're, you have a beautiful family. Jesus, let your healing presence flow through her mortal body. Strength into her. Life into her. I thank you, Master, for doing it. New things, and God's going to honor you. You're so rich in love and faith. You're such a good mama. You've raised champions that even when life's difficult, they still trust God. I thank you for rewarding her, and I thank you for bringing strength and healing into her body. You're going to feel better in your joints, your nerves. This is going to be a good season for you. And you're not going to feel those anxious thoughts. They've come for about eight months where every once in a while you get these anxious, anxious, anxious thoughts and they run like a little bit of a train. I see you in the afternoon. You're such a good woman, loving, peaceful woman. But I see these anxious thoughts just come. I thank you. The Holy Spirit's going to comfort that and bring an end to that. There's going to be great peace and rest. Bring healing all through her mortal body, her stomach, her back, her kidneys, her organs. Thank you, Jesus. With long life, you satisfy us and show us your salvation. Amen, amen, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. 
Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.